This is the Mindful Experiment Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Vic. Excited that you're here. This podcast is all about diving deep into the mind and understanding this experiment or this game we call life. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. The biggest battle we will ever have to face is the battle between you and you. It's the battle of taking your mind to that limit and then breaking through. On the Mindful Experiment podcast, we will share concepts, universal laws, and interviewing individuals who have done just that, who have gone through the dark times and through those moments allowed their light to shine bright. I'm your host, Dr. Rick Manzo, and I want to thank you for listening to the podcast and taking this journey with me as we discover different avenues to break through those limits, expand your reality, and evolve into the person you desire to be. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hey everyone, this podcast is sponsored by Empower Your Reality. Empower Your Reality is a company that I founded that is going to be transforming the world. Um, it's a conscious-based online school, and we also offer one-on-one coaching, group coaching, multiple online classes, online retreats, in-person, eventually it's going to be coming out. Um, we also have a line of books that we do. Right now, they're only being written by me, but eventually we're going to be adding other people onto the publishing site so that we will be publishing their books, and we look for specific authors to help us on our journey as we go through this. You can find out more information and follow us on at empoweryourreality.com where you can get copies of a book uh, first few chapters for free and so much more so go check that out at empoweryourreality.com thanks for tuning in and enjoy the show 
everyone, Dr. Vic here, and you're listening to the Mindful Experiment Podcast. Excited to have you on as I had the distinct honor and pleasure of interviewing someone who can help you enhance your skills and give you small little tips here and there to master videos, master video conferencing, and so much more. Um, her name is Kim Foley, and, and what a blast I had to talk with her. She has a long list. You can check it out in the show notes of who she's worked with and her expertise when it comes to video production um, on how to present yourself, how to frame things in a way to really give you a better presence, how to really share your power and how to really, um, I would even use the word influence um, in a way to how to make yourself really shine a little brighter when it comes to um, presenting with videos and so much more. We talked about a lot of things. She shared, she's straight to the point, which I love. And she gets into it where she shares different little tips on different sections of what you could do from audio to lighting to clothing um, to different things that you can help. And then there's, we, 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 there was so much more. We could have went longer into the episode. Um, but that would probably more entice you to then check out her book. Um, it's straightforward to the point, And you can get all that information below in the show notes. But um, what a great opportunity to, to have that conversation. I study a lot of this. I've learned from a lot of great individuals when it comes to these types of things. And it was still, it's always awe-inspiring for me. I always keep an open mind. I never think I know things. And with that mind, it allows me to learn new things. And I can learn new tips and new things of what I can do. So this podcast, if you do videoing, if you want to do videoing, if you have questions or you're intimidated about videoing, this is going to be for you. I mean, we get into the nit and gritty of things. And so I'm excited to share with this with you. So for the next 35, 40 something minutes, sit back, relax, and enjoy the show with Kim Foley. Kim, welcome to the show. Great to be here. I'm excited to have you on. What a what a what a, a book timing to write a book that you've written and all that you've done. You have such an extensive background, and I'm really excited to pick your brain. Uh, I know I'm going to learn something off this, and uh, when it comes to virtual meetings and all this good stuff. And so, thank you for taking the time. Thanks for sharing some space with me, and also more importantly, the listeners. Happy to. Really excited about this. So I got to ask, as my listeners know, I always ask the first question is, how did you get into it? What's your backstory? What got you uh, intrigued or inspired to do what you do today? Well, what a journey. I tell you, some things are so unexpected. And if you had told me in January that I was going to be the nation's leading expert in virtual meetings and write a book about it in the summer, I would have said, that is not going to happen. That's ridiculous. I've never even been on a virtual meeting. And so it's kind of interesting how things do play out. Um, so I have a background in video production, and I teach people how to produce broadcast quality smartphone video. That's what I've been doing for years and years. I'm also a television stylist and a media trainer. So if you take those three skill sets uh, and blend them together, you realize it's sort of the perfect storm for helping people with virtual meetings because what are we doing in a virtual meeting? We're having a, a video call. That's what we're doing. And so all of the training that I have for television producing and television styling and all of the things that we do to make people look powerful and great and credible can be used for that. However, when COVID hit and everybody had to race to the computer to figure out virtual meetings, they were more interested in 
the technology? You know, how do I make this work? How do I get my teams present? And so nobody was thinking about how they looked or etiquette or maximizing their internet speed. They weren't thinking about all the other things. They were just trying to figure out the technology and trying to get their people to accept it and go on board, right? That's that's what was happening. And people were very intimidated by virtual meetings that were video oriented for two reasons. What do you think those reasons might be? The parents? Yes, that's the first one. Um, and some people just don't like, you know, well, I'm going to assume it's something along with public speaking. Well, um, that could be one because people are terrified of public speaking and, and it could be con construed as public even though you're choosing who gets to see it. Um, but the, the second most important reason why people hate this medium is because they don't like sharing the privacy of their home. They don't like people seeing their background. They don't want to, you know, I've had clients that, you know, have a really terrible room that they're in because this is the only space they can carve out for themselves and they're embarrassed by it. Or they have kids running around the background. It's very distracting or pets or they have a really nice art collection and they don't want anybody to see it. <laughs> so, you know, there's all kinds of reasons why people might not want you to peek into their background. And let's face it, we all become voyeurs here and we're always looking in the backgrounds to see, well, what, what is that exactly back there? So um, that does happen. So, you know, those are the kinds of things that we have to, as leaders and as team leaders or, or, you know, to help people with. We've got to help them figure out, well, how can we do this safely so you feel secure and you feel excited and you feel that you're, you're really at your best. So when this all hit, um, it was actually my daughter who had moved in with me with her husband and baby during COVID from New York that was, she was doing Zoom meetings all day long and, you know, came here so I could help with the baby and they could get out of New York. And she said to me, you know, mom, you should really learn these platforms because if you learn how to use them, you could really help a lot of people because you know everything about this. And, and I'm like, uh, I've never done a virtual meeting, you know, I, and she goes, well, it's no different than video. I'm like, it's true. And so I started writing down like all the things that could be helpful to someone, all the things I was seeing wrong in these virtual meetings, the poor etiquette, you know, the framing, the lighting, all these things were, you know, wrong. So I started sort of documenting it and she taught me how to use the platform in a couple of days. And then I, I notified some of my clients and I said, you know, I'm teaching people how to look better and build their credibility and, and increase engagement in these virtual platforms. And they were, you know, my clients were like KPMG and ExxonMobil and, you know, big, big clients and, you know, financial firms and law firms and, you know, entrepreneurs. And so I started, you know, telling them that I could help them with this and they were very excited. I mean, it just took off. And that's when I started asking questions. Like you, I started asking questions, you know, and I started saying things like, well, why don't you like virtual meetings or why do people keep their video off? And, you know, I started really documenting all the, the things that weren't working out for people and what the problems were and how engagement is thwarted and how we could build engagement better. And that became this virtual meetings with power and presence. So I had no idea that this book was going to even happen until I started meeting with people and talking to them and learning from them. And then by documenting it all and figuring out, well, how concise can this book be? I want it short, sweet, to the point, you know, just 
just get people on board with all the big mistakes they're making and help them. Um, because there are lots of people out there who want to know this, but they, you know, they're not going to hire me because they don't have a team of people they want trained or they don't want one-on-one -on -one training. But the book is for everybody because um, we all have a lot to learn. I love that. And I, I love how, you know, again, for the listeners listening, it's one of the things how, you know, just, you know, doing the work and, and, and looking at, you know, life and all the things you've done. And then it's like, here comes something leading up to, and it's like, I can put this together and help. And all of a sudden, boom, look how life just transforms. You were already doing great. Yeah. Right. It's synchronicity. And it's also kind of being open. I, I'm a TMer, And so I, I do TM. And I, when I, you know, go into meditation daily, I always kind of have this thought in my head of opening up uh, for po new possibilities. You know, that's sort of my, my, my thought process when I start to get quiet is, well, what, you know, what are the possibilities and what are things that are coming my way that I need to be aware of? And I just sort of like put that out there and then get quiet. And, um, and I really think that that's helped me with this because when the opportunity presented itself, I was excited and I was happy. And why was I happy? I was happy because I have something now that can help other people. I have something that can, other people can feel better about virtual meetings because I took the time to figure this out and make it concise. And that, when people get excited, you know, like when I'm meeting with them and they get excited, because, you know, I do crazy things like if I'm having a one-on-one -on -one with you, what I say is, you know, I really don't like the lighting and I, I really think you could go somewhere in your house and pull a lamp in here and get it behind your computer. Could you go right now, just leave, leave the meeting, go get, a, go get a lamp and bring it in? Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, you're not wearing the right clothing and I'd like to see this, this, and this in this color. Could you bring that to me? People will run to their closet and they'll get it. And by the end of a session, they look completely different and they're very excited by the change and there's no better payoff than people being really happy happy about the information you've shared. I love it. And we're in a very visual, you know, society. And I think that the things you're just sharing right now, we haven't even got into the, the meat and potatoes of everything, but it's one of the things where, yeah, how we look at things and how we judge things or how we, you know, I know like, and correct me, and well, we'll get into this. So we'll talk about that after, like what to do and things like that. But uh, it's one of the things of aspects of being open, right? And, and when you felt good, you felt, was there something inside? And I'm only asking because a lot of my listeners, they hear me talk a lot about intuition, doing the work. And, and, and really paying attention to your emotions. And when the opportunity comes, you'll just know it's kind of like uh, um, finding that one true love, not one true love, but a, a partner to be with. And it's like, well, how do I know if this is going to be? And it's like, you'll just know. It's not, don't, even, don't even try to figure it out. You'll, you'll know when it happens. Um, was it that inner knowing, like, because with TM, with transnational meditation, um, you know, you're open to it. And all of a sudden, here it comes, and you're just like, Yes, that's it. This is it. This is going to be something well, that can really help. You know, I will be honest, and this is hard for me to admit, but when it, the whole idea first came up to pivot my business from training people in smartphone video production and media training, because I couldn't have them here in my studio anymore, I had to think about, well, how am I going to pivot my business? You know, how am I going to train people if I can't have them present? And, you know, when my daughter said, you really need to learn these virtual platforms because you can do all your training virtually, I literally burst out crying. And I, I, I 
thought about, well, why did I do that? Why did I burst out crying? And I think that the thought of it was so overwhelming of learning something so foreign to me, so new. I'm totally fine with the technology of the smartphone and the computer, but the idea of learning these new platforms, and I was going to have to learn several platforms, um, felt overwhelming to me and you know, just frightening, and I didn't know if I wanted to even do it. I was very resistant. And with her, you know, patience and kindness of, you know, saying, hey, you got this, you know, you're not alone, everybody's learning this, and you can do this, made me, you know, go, it's really perfect. It's just really, it's really perfect. So it's interesting that, um, you know, someone so much younger and with so much less experience than me was, you know, taking me by the hand and saying, you, you got this, you can do it. And uh, really a beautiful moment. I mean, I'm really grateful to her for that because I, I really was resistant. I love that. And that's, that's something else I talk a lot about the teacher and the student, how sometimes the teacher is also the student and it can learn uh, from our students. I know it was your daughter, your daughter, correct? Yes. But my daughter, my daughter's in her thirties and she's uh, a social mm -hmm. worker and she's, um, also in marketing and development and, and, and for a nonprofit. And so she's got all these cool skill sets that overlap with mine. And, um, and plus she's a social worker. So she's, she knows a lot about how the brain works and, you know, anxiety and things like that. So it was, you know, she was like the, the, the perfect person to have with me at that moment to, um, I don't know if I would have, what if they hadn't come to stay with me, you know, that this might not have all happened. I love that. And it's always too like uh, another message I share a lot in this, but for the listeners, again, look how the universe always works for you, right? It's always there yes. to support you in every way. Yes. And sometimes we don't think it's, you know, like we may get stressed out and be like uh, X, Y, Z, whatever, whatever comes up. But then there comes that point where it's like, when we take a step back just to really say, let's see how the lines are, let's see how the dots are connecting. Yeah. And then it's like, wow, hold on, wait a minute. That makes sense. Holy cow. Look at this. I wasn't seeing it at that time and yeah. all that. Well, let's dive in. So what are some to you, what do you say are some of the biggest mistakes people make? If you have the most common you see, what are one through three, one through five, whatever you want to share. There's um, so many, there's so many, <laughs> you know, honestly, it's not a, it's, you know, there's just so many things that people are doing wrong. And, you know, let's start with the most important, but not the sexiest, not the, not the, not the fun ones to talk about that we're going to get to some really fun stuff, but really the most basic important thing you can do is have a really great internet connection because if you don't, you know what happens. You get freezing up, you get odd audio or audio, you know, the visuals might even cut out completely. All kinds of things happen. This video platform takes up a tremendous amount of bandwidth. Okay, so your speed has to be maximized. And most people have no idea how to do that. And I'm gonna tell you two ways right now that you can change the speed of your internet and really make it pop up. The first one is to find your modem router. Okay, it's called a router, called a modem, whatever. Usually they're a combined thing right in one box. And it's somewhere in your, your place where you live and it's plugged into the wall. And what I want you to do is unplug it from the wall or from the back of the device, the power cord, and wait 10 seconds and plug it back in. That is going to jump your speed way up. 
and you can test it by even doing a online you know speed check of before and after and you'll see how much higher it goes so doing that regularly when you're streaming a lot is critically important and I learned this from the engineers at WebEx and and zoom when I'm talking to them about what how can I help people with this how can I help them with maximizing this this internet speed when people are streaming all through their house so don't run out and jump you know to buy more internet speed you know just do this first because this 90% of the time will fix it the next thing you have to do is close out all your other apps okay so if you're running things in the background you're eating up that internet speed and so you want to make sure that everything else is closed out so I ask people all the time when's the last time you shut down completely your computer and sometimes people say, well, it's been weeks or it's been, you know what, I shut mine down every single day because that clears your RAM and so now you have maximum internet speed. So those are the two things and there are other things you can do as well, but, you know, I go into that more in the book, you know, but those are the two main things that you should be doing. Um, and so that's the biggest one. The second thing that people need to get right that they don't get right is their framing. So everybody goes on these little, you know, meetings looking like this, where you see their ceiling, you see part of their face, they're distorted, looks terrible. So I want people to back up and I want them to show more of their body and I want their head to be at the top of the frame like mine is and I want you to fill the frame but I want to see your body. I don't want it to be just a shoulders up thing and I want you to get that camera eye level really important to get that camera eye level okay not kind of eye level eye level and that's what's gonna make it simulate that you're sitting across the table with someone you're talking to them and that's what we're trying to do we're trying to simulate a real-life interaction and we can do that best if we're eye level and you widen out the frame so that you can use your body language and be seen because it's much more dynamic to be able to move around now you can tell I'm standing right now probably instead of sitting and the reason I choose to do that is so I can move I can get on a hip I can lean on something I can use my hands and by backing up and standing the tone of my voice and my energy level changes if I'm sitting I'm kinda locked down and I can't use my body as well and I don't have the same energy level so I always say if you're going to do presenting or any training or anything where you really need to be dynamic or you're going to inspire someone or you're going to educate someone stand up stand up and really harness all that body energy that goes into a beautiful interaction and that's going to build your engagement what do you think I couldn't agree more. I think uh, the internet thing, love it totally. Uh, my background was going to be in computer science. Um, it, it ended up going into business and a chiropractor. But um, but yeah, the, I, um, I totally agree. I do a lot of videos and I used to do them seated a couple of years ago. And then I was like, I don't like, I don't feel like I bring the right energy to the table. Right. And so then I was like, I'm going to do it standing, reconfigure some things. And it was amazing on the response of the coaching or the group coaching I was doing and so forth. And they're like, oh my God, you're like on another level. And I'm like, I'm like, I started laughing. They're like, what are you doing? What, what's inspiring you? I'm like, um, this is going to sound weird. I, I just stood up and started talking more and it just changed my whole energy. And you guys saw me, I'm, a, I'm moving my hands all over the place. And I was like, and they're like, oh, yeah, we did notice that. And I was like, that's pretty much all it was. And they're like, interesting. And I said, yeah, it, it felt more natural to do it that way. 
Yeah, it's true, and it really does make a difference. And you know, if you're not able to, you're not comfortable with that, that's fine. If you do choose to sit, be very careful about your body language because I've seen people in meetings leaning forward like this, and of course the wide-angle lens of the camera will distort. So you wanna make sure if you are sitting that your shoulders are above your hips so that you're sitting literally straight up. You're not leaning back to get comfortable in the seat and you're not leaning forward. You're straight up and down. This is the most powerful and interactive stance that you can take and people forget. So I say, if you are going to sit during meetings, I want you to put a pillow behind your back so that you are sort of forced to sit up straight and you also have some support so it's much more comfortable as well. So these are the important things that you can do body language wise and body language is such an important thing with video and you are in a video medium. So we need to learn all of the things that make you more powerful, more credible. I mean, I, I always tell people, people give away their power all the time. And you do that by not understanding your tone of voice, your body language, and your presence, your overall presence. And so we can up your energy level by getting you to stand widening out on the screen so we can see more of your body and lining yourself up this way. I had a client once that got on with me that, you know, usually I'm hired by like communication directors to, to train a team of people individually. And she clearly did not want to be part of the training. So when she logged on, she was like this and she her head was over here like this and she'd glance at me from time to time and she would answer questions and we'd talk. And I knew that until I got her body back to this, that we were not going to have a productive meeting. So what do we do when we don't want to have an interaction with someone or someone criticizes us or puts us on the defense, whether it's a, a spouse or a child or a business person, and they're telling us something that we don't want to know, first thing we do is we turn away from them. We turn away. We don't want to hear it in our body language interacts with us and we give it away. So I want to make sure that people understand that lining your belly button up with this camera is critically important. And it says, I want to be here um, and it's, I'm ready to connect with you. So the body language is critical. I know you mentioned about the head, you know, making sure you're at the top. I had somebody who told me like eight years ago, he's like, if you grid out your camera, you, you want to be in the top half of the top middle grid or square. I mean, um, right. is it more of a visual thing? He was, he shared something else with me. You're the expert. So I'd rather ask you what, what's the main purpose behind that? Just so listeners know too. Well, the reality is we want to take up as much of the screen as possible because we're trying to simulate a in-person meeting. So if I'm down here, I've wasted all this space that I have. I only have a finite amount of space. So what I want to do is make sure that I take up as much of the screen as possible. And I want to widen out as well because I don't want it to be only shoulders up. I want it to have more ability to really show my body language. So it's really important to widen out a bit and see more of the body so that you can move it. And you know we could get into the rule of thirds and all of that, but the, the bottom line is we want to simulate sitting across from someone, that's it. And um, so fill that frame up. If you get your computer eye level and then you tilt the, the laptop top 
forward, just tilt it forward, you will get rid of that ceiling. You will get rid of that ceiling fan, that recessed light, and it will be focused on your face, not on your ceiling. And we've all seen way too much of that. The last body language thing that we should talk about is where do you look? And people are so hardwired to look at faces that they forget if they're doing the speaking, they should be looking into the camera. If you're not doing the speaking, it's not as important. But I, if you are doing the speaking, you must look into that little dot. And how do you remember to do that? I take a little piece of colored paper and like a little, maybe a colorful sticky note, a yellow sticky note, and stick it behind the computer so it reminds me this is where you have to keep your eyes. This is where you have to look. Because again, this is hard wiring. We are always looking at faces and looking at bodies to read the body language. But it doesn't look to the other person that you're talking to them unless you look into the eye of the camera, right? Totally. And I always feel weirded out sometimes. I'm like, I'm looking down, I'm looking up, I'm, I'm, I yeah. should be looking here. But then I'm like, but they're there, so I should yeah. be looking there when they're I talking. I know. <laughs> it throws everybody off. It throws everybody But the important thing to know is if you're signing on to a class or if you're signing on to a group meeting, let's talk about some etiquette things that people do wrong all the time. One of the things is um, if they have to get up to either go to the bathroom, answer the door, deal with the child, deal with the pet, whatever, if you have to get up, turn your video screen off. Just click off and get up and take care of what you need to do. Don't get up and walk away while everybody's going, where'd they go? Where'd they go? Oh, wonder what they're doing. And so it disrupts the entire flow. So I want you to remember to, to just turn your, your computer screen off. Just turn that little button where it says stop video. And then when you come back, you just put it back on. And the other thing you don't want to be doing is fidgeting. You don't want to be playing with a child, playing with a pet. You don't want to be eating at all. And you certainly uh, don't want to be looking at your phone. And you think, oh, well, I'm just taking it. But it's very disruptive to other people when you're doing so many other multitasking. So be present. Be present in the moment. It will pay off big time. Couldn't agree more with those. Um, yeah, I think and it, little tips, but very powerful in sense in many ways. And I think sometimes too in video, it, it helps you, like you said, be present, helps you be more mindful, right? You just, just focus on what you're looking at and what you're doing and make that be the priority for the moment and ignore everything else that you're doing in the backdrop or background or whatever that may be. Exactly, exactly. Now let's talk a little bit about lighting. You have really great lighting where you are. Your <laughs> foreground is lit. Where you are lit looks great. And your background is lit, so it looks fabulous. Now, we've seen two things. People either are backlit, where they're in darkness, and you see more of their background, wrong, or they're lit up, but their background is dark and foreboding, and it almost looks like you know, a horror film because you don't know what's back there. You can't quite see. And so we don't want that to happen either. So it's really important to realize that um, as the two of us are lit is how people need to light themselves and they don't need anything expensive They don't need any fancy ring lights. They don't need anything to do it You know, I'm going to show you something. I have this little light right here. That's seven dollars from Target and um, I, When I saw seven dollars, I went well, I'm gonna buy a bunch of them So I did and I use one for my background lights my background and Then I have one on either side of my computer screen shining at me and it's an LED frosted front 
great little tool. If it's too bright for you, you can just hang a little piece of wax paper over the front to diffuse the lighting, and you've got some beautiful ambient light. So you don't have to spend a lot of money. A simple pole lamp just that reflects off the ceiling will give you nice light, ambient light in your background. So there's all kinds of ways you can inexpensively get fantastic lighting. And that's really important to me, that you don't have to um, go out and spend a lot of money to sound great. Like, for instance, talking about sound, the microphone. You've got a headset on. I'm in meetings all day. They're heavy. I don't want to wear a headset. So what I do is a USB microphone that's $18. I found on Amazon, like, that's not going to work. I'm going to try it, but it's going to be terrible. And it works Great. So I just plug it into my computer. I have my nice lavalier with the wire tucked underneath the jacket. And it's a fantastic way to get beautiful, beautiful audio so you don't sound tinny and not have to wear a headset. I love that. One of the tips I've heard too is like when you have sometimes that you, you, you've, I know you're an expert in this. So we have like when you do the light coming at you, sometimes it creates the shadow behind you. Right, that's why you need to have some light on the back too. Yeah. yeah, and you don't want to have so much light that it does create a shadow behind you. But if you're lighting the background, you won't have that sh problem with the shadow. So pick up a couple of those. They're called room essential. I'm sure that other places must sell them too, but they're just it's so inexpensive and they're so great. No, it's great. I mean, I've seen videos before in the past when I started doing more video stuff and I was looking like, I'm like, I'm not going to spend all this stuff on there. Even though I do a lot of it, I'm more the guy who's like, how can I get the best of what I need to do for the lowest price possible? Yeah, why not? It was, it was the why same not? kind of concept. Like, 10 bucks here and there. I mean, now I've learned, I mean, I have a Mac in front of me and I, I've learned as simple as I have a, a lot of natural light coming into this room, but even just a little extra on my face, I just put a little blank white sheet uh, screen of a Word doc and it works perfect. And I'm like, yeah, it gets the job. I don't get that shadow and everything works out wonderful. So, you know, definitely could do it. There's many the ways to skin a cat, right? You know? <laughs> yes, that's it. <laughs> I love it. And then microphones. I mean, I love what you have there. I mean, that's what I use for video um, and it works out wonders and so forth. And it's, you don't have to go so crazy with things. Um, with yeah. It, but what I, I do want to say is people, what they should not do for professional meetings. Now, social meetings, family meetings, friends meetings, do whatever you want. None of this matters. So they're going to love you no matter what. But if you're talking about something where you're trying to build your credibility and be noticed for all the right reasons, then there's certain things you don't want to do. You don't want to be in darkness. You have to be eye level in terms of your computer screen. But you also don't want to wear the headphones with the cords coming down. Don't do that. That is what you do you know, that's what teenagers do. That's not, that's not for professional meetings. So I see people on CNN and I consult with a lot of people going on Today Show and CNN and, and uh, you know, these people, I see people on there doing this and I'm like, no, please take that off. So um, yeah, I mean, it, it, in a pinch, you're going to sound a little better than if you didn't have that, but that's not the right kind of microphone you need. And on top of it, this just looks too, way too casual. It's not a, it's not a business look. So. I think it's a great tip. That's awesome. I appreciate that. I'm sitting to myself going, yeah, I know I got the cord dangling right here. And I'm like, okay, I could definitely. No, that's all right. I mean, you're podcasting. So that's different. You know, this is, this is what you're doing. But if you were going, you know, on the Today Show or you're going on CNN, you would not do that. You no, would not have totally that on. Not. You'd have a lavalier mic underneath your sweater and then clipped right here and it would look great and you'd sound great and you wouldn't have the headset on. I love so it. different things for different, you know, situations. 
And I appreciate that. There's so many different ways of how to look at it. So this is all, this is really great. What are other like little tidbits or things that you notice that I know we talked, is this some of the sexy stuff you said you were going to get into? Yeah, is, let's, we can get into some wardrobe. Just, let's, let's get into some wardrobe. People love makeup and wardrobe tips. Yes. Uh, and you know that now I'm going to put on my television stylist hat and help people understand that clothing has a language. And we know that we know that. Wherever we go, when we used to stand in line for movies or, you know, any place in, in line at the airport, whatever, we all have a tendency to sum people up based on what we're seeing. We don't know the truth. We don't know who they really are, what their values are, what kind of person they are. But we start to make a story up about people based on what we see, how they're standing, their body language, do they look tired, forlorn, sad, are they excited, are they agitated? We look at the clothing to give us clues as to the socioeconomic spot that they're in. We, you know, we, we, we sum up everything we see. We take in all this information. And we don't do that necessarily to be judgmental, and most of the time it's subliminal. We do it to figure out if we're safe. Who are the people around me, and am I safe? And once we realize that, you realize you have tremendous power because you get to choose how people perceive you. Has anyone ever told you that? That you get to choose how people perceive you? I mean, that's power. So I want you to use that power. So when you're in a meeting online, whether you're inspiring people, informing them, doing presentations, whatever it is, I want you to think about the clothing you choose because there is a language to clothing. And in our society, the jacket is the symbol of authority. So in certain businesses like tech and the arts, people don't wear jackets as much, but they still might wear a dress shirt if they're a guy, or maybe a sports coat, or maybe not, or a dress sweater. So there's different levels of how you should dress based on your industry, your, your level, where you are, and what you're doing. So I want people to think that through and make the best possible choice. Now, I play tennis every day, and I have on tennis gear from my waist down because no one can see it, it doesn't matter. So I have on tennis pants and tennis shoes, but I have on a silk blouse and a beautiful jacket for all my consultations today. And that tells people that I'm the expert. It sets the tone immediately for credibility. And so I also want you to think about color. For instance, you have chosen a red sweater today. Fabulous choice, by the way. The red separates you from the background. How many times have we seen people with either, I had a client the other day that had a brown blouse on and she had a wood brown background. So she blended right into the background. And I'm thinking, why wouldn't you want to stand out from the background? So let's avoid earth tones. This is an emerald green, not considered an earth tone. It's considered a jewel tone. Jewel tones are great on camera. We all know that the camera loves certain colors. Red is one of them, emerald green, royal blue, turquoise, coral. These are colors that really, really resonate with the camera. You've got a tiny little processor in that camera. It's not a big DSLR. It's a little bitty processor. It needs two things. It needs a lot of light. 
and it needs some color separation. So if I were to wear a beautiful charcoal gray jacket right now, I would just blend right into the background. So I want people to start thinking about separating themselves from the background and getting some beautiful color to what they're doing. Even if you're like in my real life, I also am an artist. It's one of my paintings behind me. And what I do is dress in neutrals and blacks and grays. And I love that, especially for my art shows. And doesn't work for camera. Doesn't work. So I have a separate wardrobe for video than I do for my real life. And what people are not doing that they should be doing is thinking about clothing as a tool. It's a tool to help support my credibility, my impact. And I want that color to light up the brain of the people who are watching you on video and get them mesmerized with you. And we know that color plays a really important part of helping people even remember you. So you have an opportunity to make a first impression. I want it to be fabulous. Love that. I, yeah, I, you know, I, it's, it's interesting. I'm just glad this was the first t-shirt on top of my nice t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just being honest, but it's uh no, I think that that's great. I mean, there's some things you shared that I don't even think of sometimes where, you know, I mean, obviously I have a whitish gray background. There's a reason why I chose that in my office, just so anything I pretty much wear would have it, but basically the sum it up, it's, it's contrast. Is that what you say? Like, yes, you want to separate yourself in the background and have some contrast with your skin tone. Do not wear things that are same color is your skin tone and also the background so those are the two things you know and when I'm doing one-on-one -on -one consultations um, what I do is have people bring me their clothing and I say let's look at it and let's tell me your first five choices and let's see if they're gonna work and why they're gonna work and why they might not work we don't want patterns we want to try to go with solids we certainly don't want anything with logos so you know when we're talking about doing something where you're again presenting any information or being the speaker, you have to be cognizant of these issues. Gotcha. Now, when you're presenting in like, let's say, um, let's say you're, because I do have some people who listen who are more online, they do a lot of, they do videos online and that's their business and they do all that. Even like a logo shirt that they, they should not wear. If it's their logo, it's fine. But okay. I'm, I'm worried about, you know, you, you actually are not allowed to market yourself or promote yourself by having, you know, even an, you know, an Apple logo on a computer or you're not allowed to use someone else's trademark to promote yourself without their permission. And so it's really important for you to not wear clothing that has, has been trademarked because people can sue you and say, I didn't give you permission to imply that we support you in any way. And gotcha. so that's what that's about. And so I, I actually have a video on Vimeo that's all about, I have two lawyers come into my studio and just talk about uh, all the ways they can get in trouble by having other people's logos visible in their videos. And people have been sued, many, many, many. And that is good to know. I mean, most of mine, I, I either you can't see the logo or right. in that, but um, that's good to know. I, I would have never even thought of it. I'd just be like, this shirt looks great. Yeah, you great. should watch like that video, sell. actually. It's really cheap. It's like 12 bucks or something. But in, in, in it's really worth it because, you know, I can save you a lot of money in lawsuits, and I know people who've been sued. So yeah. it's really important to pay attention to what the laws are. You know, ignorance is not an excuse. <laughs> no. Especially so. in an information era, right? Yeah. 
you know. Um, real quick, I know we're getting towards the end here. I'd love to know how, one last question, and I already think I have the answer, but I'd love to hear from you. Uh, anytime anyone has written a book, I always like to ask if I can, when you wrote the book, who were you writing the book for? Well, that's a good question. <laughs> Um, I was writing the book for people who probably are not going to have a consultation with me one-on-one. -on -one. Um, and even if they do, people buy my book all the time and then call me or they, you know, do the opposite. But I, I really was writing the book for anyone who wanted to look better and feel better about their virtual meetings. People who really care enough to say, I want better engagement, I want to look better, I want people to remember me, I want, um, I want, to, I, I want to have, you know, a, a deeper connection through this video medium. And I want to try to get it right. And so that, that's pretty much most people want to do that. And, you know, the worst case scenario is I really feel bad for the people who really hate how they look on camera. Because there are people in the world who don't like pictures of themselves, they don't like themselves on camera in any form. I want to help you get that better. I want to make that look better by giving you the right lighting and the right framing and the right clothing and even help you with you know, makeup and help you with hairstyle and help you with, you know, getting the background nicer. Whatever it is, I want to be your valuable resource and that's why I wrote the book. It's really full of a lot of, you know, so much information on how you can improve this. Love it. I'm going to get it myself just so I can learn how to improve even more. Um, so how can people connect with you, follow you, see what you're up to, the whole nine yards? Yeah, I'm everywhere. I, I love <laughs> making video and I love helping people make video because I think that video is the next best thing to being in front of someone, right? So why not take advantage of this free resource in our pocket and do it well, do it right? Um, so I can be found on YouTube, Kim Foley. I can, I'm on uh, Twitter at Kim Foley Video. I'm on Instagram, Kim Foley Video. I'm uh, LinkedIn, a lot of stuff on LinkedIn, uh, Kim Foley. And I, um, so I'm either Kim Foley or Kim Foley Video on, you know, various platforms. And then, you know, of course on YouTube too. Um, so I'm, I'm always out there trying to figure out ways I can give people more information and, you know, get them keyed into making these changes. Love it. Kim, this was an awesome episode. I learned a lot. Uh, love the tips. I love what you're doing. And, and I think this is critical. Um, video is what they say, a picture is worth a thousand words. If I'm mis not mistaken, a video is worth a million words at least yeah. or something along oh, those yeah. lines. Nothing more powerful. There's nothing more powerful in interacting with people than using video. The, the printed word or an image does not come close when they do all the research. And, you know, people are hardwired for moving images and they love faces. So when you start your videos, don't start with logos and don't start with title pages. Go right to the face. That's what people want. And then save your end slide for your information. And, you know, really take advantage of what the testing has been done and what people know about video. I love that. Well, I want to thank you. Thank you for the work you're doing and all that you're having. And also to share some space and time and to share some of your wonderful knowledge with our listeners here at The Mindful Experiment. Um, thank you and just continue doing that amazing work. Thanks so much. I appreciate it. Thank you for listening to the podcast. For past shows, please visit www.empoweryourreality.com. I hope this show inspired you and added to your life to help you 
on the journey to rediscover who you really are. To connect with us on Facebook, please visit www.facebook.com forward slash Dr. Vic Manzo. Check us out on Twitter. The handle is Dr. Vic 21. Follow us on Instagram, www.instagram.com forward slash Dr. Vic Manzo. If you were inspired by the podcast, pay it forward by sharing it with someone who you know can benefit from it. Thank you again for listening to the Mindful Experiment podcast, sharing paths to help you rediscover your infinite potential. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Thanks for tuning into the podcast. If you found this episode to be inspirational, pay it forward by sharing with someone that you know can benefit from this. If this is your first time tuning in, please follow us, connect with us so you don't miss another amazing episode. And until next time, keep rocking and rolling.